You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Outfluencer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Outfluencer and your powerful presence mentor. I am so excited today. I have a, I have a friend and amazing entrepreneur. She is, uh, I just smile every time I think about her. Um, and so I'm so excited to bring Zahara Joy to our show today. Zahara is the CEO and founder of The High Value Woman. Uh, that's at thehighvaluewoman.com. She's an elite mindset and lifestyle mentor. I'm going to read a little bit from here. Uh, Boy, she's got plenty of experience, over a decade of experience in helping powerful women overcome the challenges that come with being visible, like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and fear of being judged. Um, That is, anybody who steps up into the spotlight will question, am I on the right path? Is this the right thing? Am I the right person? So uh, Zahara is the right coach to to guide you through that. She's lived in uh, eight different countries, traveling the world. um, And she has been, Zahara has been mentoring uh, entrepreneurs, women specifically, C-suite executives, celebrities, and influencers that span the globe, over 70 countries. and. Boy, she's been uh, just doing amazing things. I, I could read on and on. I think what we're going to do is learn more about her. She's been on on TV, online summits, uh, print, iHeartRadio. She's been everywhere. And you haven't heard about her a lot, but you will. She's You're, you're, you're going to hear so much more about her. Zahara Joy. Zahara, welcome. Z, so good to have you here. (laughs) Thank you, Wayne. It's so amazing to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Uh, Look, you've you've had this journey. One Sharp Sword really is about cutting through to what matters most. And a lot of times the people that join me here will talk about their journeys. They'll talk about the, you know, what got them to where they are. I mean, you are dealing with some very successful people. You have not always had that path. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what got you here and what, like you chose to become your, a business owner, right? You chose to step into the world of entrepreneurship. So at what point did you step into that? And what was like, how did you become you know, the, the amazing mentor that you are. Oh, thank you. That's a, that's a great question. Thank you, Wayne. So it's a loaded question. It is. <laughs> it, it was decades in the making. Actually, I made my first sale at five years old. <clears throat> um, I made this cardboard cut out like a moon sun. Cause I saw all of my <laughs> friends um, with kites. They had like actual kites. Their parents bought them. But me, I was like, I'm going to make my kite. I'm not asking my parents for anything. So I took this cardboard and I made this kite and it's like hitting the ground and running with it. And it's hitting the ground, right? Cause it's a cardboard sun. And a boy comes up to me, everyone stops and they come up and they're like, Oh, that is so cool. Cause it was different. 
And he says, and they start bidding a war, a bidding war. So he comes at his, his piggy bank and he gives me like $3 and 67 cents and buys it. So I made my first sale <laughs> at five years old. So that's when I knew um, that's what I wanted to do. But here's the thing. I hid the money. I walked home and I said, gosh, that was so easy. I started to feel guilty. I don't know where it came from. And I hid it under the couch. But years later, my mom was like, there was just $3.67 randomly under the couch that under the sofa. And I told her the whole story. So um, from a young age, I knew I was going to do something different. Um, but the pivotal moment came years later when I was working um, as an assistant fashion designer in New York. So across from Madison Square Garden. So this was during my, it was like an internship, paid internship. I have a degree in design, um, international business and, and fashion. And I'm working there in my ivory tower, looking at Penn, Penn Plaza. So I'm looking down at Madison Square Gardens now. I was so sick of seeing the head designers jet off to places like Saint-Tropez, London, uh, Milan. They were doing these trips to kind of source and get inspiration. Then it was my job after they brought all this stuff back to create these designs and come up with the fantasy. And I was like, there is no way on earth I'm spending 12, 12 hours a day or more grueling, doing all this work. I got to see my things in the Federated Department stores, so in like Bloomingdale's Macy's all over the US, but that wasn't enough for me. I said, I wanted to live a life where I got to choose. And so one day, Wayne, I'm looking out the window. My desk was facing this Madison Square Gardens. I'm looking down and I don't know who was headlining, don't know who was singing, don't know who was fighting. All I know, two things went through my mind. I said, okay, there are two types of women in the world and people in general, right? But there's two types of women in the world. The woman who just does the status quo, does just the normal thing, lives just the average life. And there's that woman who goes for it. She goes for it and she creates the life and designs a life that she wants to live. And I said, I'm going to be that woman. I will not be number that, that first one I was talking about. I said, mm -mm, not doing that. So at that point, I knew, I promised myself three things. I said, one, I don't want to have a cap on my income. <laughs> Two, I don't want to... Um, like I want to do something that inspires and helps people and helps the world, like something that I get up and I'm just on fire about. And three, I said, I want to live anywhere in the world. I want to live when I want to live there. And I'm happy to say these several decades later, I'm still doing it. I, oh, I said, I would never have a boss and I never had a boss since I graduated university. So that was done. I kept those promises to myself. That's awesome. You know, the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is, you know, you could get up. <laughs> there's an old joke. It's like, I get up in the morning every day and I say, I hate my boss. And it's like, <laughs> and you look in the mirror, it's like, oh, it's you. Um, <laughs> right? It's like you, you could either love or hate, you, you know, yourself and the life you create. And it's really a matter of you've got to choose to love it. What's great about your story is that, um, you got to this place of, it wasn't really a bottom out kind of thing. It was like, I deserve more, right? It wasn't the, um, my life sucked, <laughs> but it was the, I could be that, right? You were inspired by, almost inspired by envy. 
right? Which is like, uh, why are these other people doing this? Why aren't, why aren't I? And I think that's a huge lesson that a lot of people get stuck with where they see other people and well, they have it, they're lucky, they get to do that. And, and you took that on and you're like, well, what about me? Why not me? And you took your life into your own hands. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. I had a good role model. My father, my parents are immigrants and they came here with nothing. I was born here and I saw my father work and go for what he wanted. So I had really had a good role model. So. I think that's important too. Like, you know, I, I look for lessons along the way when I, when I have anybody uh, on the one sharp sword podcast and, and one of the lessons is if you don't have a good role model, find one, right? Find somebody that inspires you. And that's so great that you can say that about your dad. You know, it's really, that's sweet. It's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. Now your, your life, you know, you talked about this, um, this dissatisfaction that drove you, which is great. I, I have this term I use, which is joyfully dissatisfied. And it's like, right. So if you look around your life, you could say, I'm pretty joyful. I'm pretty happy. Um, but I also know there's more, right. And that's the dissatisfaction that, that drives you. So, um, you know, living your life happily dissatisfied or joyfully dissatisfied. It's like, I choose to be joyful. Um, and, and I also know there's more. And so that, you know, that's, that's the drive. Now there was a time in your life that you had something close to a disaster that you ended up turning around. What was that? So, yeah. So, so continuing that story, I decided that I was going to go um, study and study abroad and just experience it in, in Europe. And I won a scholarship and I took a lot of the money that I'd saved working in New York. Uh, and I took time before my senior year and I traveled all over Europe. Now, on the way back home, I was just crying. I was like, uh, I don't want to leave. So basically what I did at you know, um, after graduation, I said, I'm going to live in Italy. And I sold everything. I packed up and I went on a one-way ticket to Italy. And um, within six months, I had started um, some like English, like professional English kind of consulting kind of work. And then I was basically pretty much fluent because it's like full immersion. So <laughs> several years after that, Did I you wanted speak to Italian? see parlo italiano, see. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I speak Italian and a, and a couple of the languages. So that's fantastic. So here's, here's what happened. So um, years later, I said, okay, I want to start, I want to launch a fashion company, you know, an Italian fashion brand. And I put all of my money in. Now, you know, Wayne, everyone listening who's an entrepreneur, business owner knows how much risk we take. Everything is a risk. I put everything into this. Um, and I had, uh, an investor that I had attracted and that who, who was bringing the majority of the money. <sighs> a problem is he, he had this like an indecent proposal. One day he came, I had broken up with uh, someone I was engaged to it at the time. And he found out and he said, you know, I can give you that money, but I really, you know, I like you and I know you're no longer with so-and-so and can you be my girlfriend? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I had this like sinking feeling like it's one of those pivotal moments where 
am I going to be the person I know I am and stick to my values? Or am I just going to just, uh, you know, go with this and try not to lose everything? And so I walked away. And that meant me losing everything. I had to pack up my house in Rome. I gave away a lot of, a lot of my furniture. I lost everything. Um, however, I said, you know what? Okay, what I'm going to do with this is that I know someone in Sweden. I had a friend in Sweden and I packed up my stuff. Uh, so left a bunch of it, literally gave it away. I had two, I shipped two boxes, two boxes, medium sized boxes. Cause those are my books. My books are like precious <laughs> and, um, two suitcases. And I just left everything. I left Italy and went to Sweden, Stockholm. So I get there. And I said, my girlfriend's like, okay, you can sleep on the photon, the futon. Uh, my flatmate's coming back in a month. So you have a month. So I had a month, a laptop, $25 left. That's left. Um, and I'm not going to go, I did, but within four weeks, less than four weeks later, I, I launched a four figure in our business. And move out of there and get my own apartment. And then I had an business in, in Sweden when I was living there for a couple of years. So that, and I took that when I came back to the US, I took that and made it a product. And that's how I launched my business. Not this iteration of it, but I had a business, you know, on how to make four figures an hour. So <laughs> it turned it and made me money. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's, you know, and you, um, you say you lost everything. And I will point out that you didn't lose integrity, right? And yeah. so, you know, you lost the apartment, you lost your investment, you lost your living space, but you kept your integrity. And that allowed for resilience, I think. You know, looking back, I'm sure you can go, you know what? If I didn't have that, I would have, right? I mean, imagine the path you could have taken. And that is something that I'm certain that you are sharing with um, other high-value women. You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Want to move beyond kindness? Yep, kindness is nice, but it doesn't go far enough. Dr. Purnell has started a movement focused on rehumanization. That starts with one, you. Go to startswithone.com for a free and quite fun challenge. You'll get emails for the next 21 days to guide you to making a more significant difference in the lives of others. Startswithone.com. Startswithone.com. And now, back to One Sharp Sword cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Talk a little bit about, about the problems that women have who are visible versus, you know, those that have chosen a different path. Like, you know, right. You're stepping up, you're stepping in, you're going to be noticed. People are going to judge. Okay. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's, you know, women who are visible and women in their industry, women who are in the public eye have a very different and unique set of problems and challenges than most women. I mean, we all have 
fears. We all have, you know, nobody wants to be judged. But when you're in that public eye, you're in the spotlight, you have fear of public judgment. It's not just like judgment of your family publicly. You have haters, you have people emailing you. Um, you have criticism, you've got imposter syndrome, right? So they, you doubt your value. Uh, well, people find out that I'm not as smart as they think I am. Gosh, you have feel, fear of being your true self. Because here's something mm. I've noticed with high performers. I've worked with women, C-suite, celebrities, entrepreneurs, these women who are really out there. High performers grow quickly. And we often, often the people around us don't grow at all or don't grow as quick as fast as we do. And a lot of times we find ourselves in a lonely space where everybody else, you're faking it. Either you have to fake it and act like you're just like them in that mindset, or you have to just isolate yourself. But there's a third one. You can find people who actually, you know, they're like you, people who are like, you can find that community. And in fact, I'm excited about something I'm launching in my business that's about that community. But so those are the things that really, really set us apart. You know, you're in the public eye. Basically, you just have, there's a target on you. Yeah. Um, I have email, I have people writing me and there's nothing you can do to, if you appease one side, the other people aren't happy. You appease them, they aren't happy. So you just really have to be yourself and you have to be willing to let go of the people and places and things in your life that are no longer serving you, which can be hard to do, which is why people need mentors and coaches. That's exactly right. Mentors and coaches have the perspective when you're in your own life and struggling through it. Uh, it's hard to see, see beyond that. Um, and I love that. I love everything you said. Um, you know, that the high performers do grow faster than those who have chosen not to, right? And, and you choose to be a high performer. It's not like, oh, I'm always good at this. I've always been good at this. That's fine. There's aptitude, but there's also, there's also drive. And you choose to be a high performer. Um, the, the slings and arrows that come, I remember um, I, I felt really excited when someone, when my, uh, the significance factor came out and, and someone posted, this is such bullshit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have my first hater. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, because obviously they hadn't read it. Um, they, they just were trolling. One of the biggest challenges I think that people face is the guilt around being in a growth spurt and having it be multiple spurts, right? And it's like, that's by design. You do, you choose to step into this growth space. And I think that's a huge lesson for any of our audience. You choose to step into a growth space. And so you're going to get people who say, well, well, you've changed. It's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I mean, that's the the right answer is, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh And thank you for the compliment. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Thanks for noticing versus, well, you've changed. You're not who you were. You know, if you look back, none of us are who we were. If you look back 20 years ago, you're not who you were. Mm -hmm. But the, the people that, that don't know or don't want to risk becoming more, they'll, uh, 
they'll <laughs> sling insults at you for having chosen that path. And it's like, no, you know, there is more. I choose more. And it is yeah. a risky path, you know, which it is. is. Yeah. But there's so many rewards and people have to realize that it's not about them. Like what they think about you, what they think about me, none of, none of our business. It's all about them. They're afraid. They, when someone else is going for their dreams and they know secretly they want to, but they're too afraid to, that's, it's a mirror for them that they're like, crap, you know, let me just try to get them to back down so I don't feel comfortable. And is, is this the stuff that you see when you're doing your, your coaching and mentoring? Is this the stuff that you see that stunts the, the success or becomes the obstacle to success for, for really high-performing uh, clients, women? Yeah, it's, it's one thing. It's one thing, but there's something that there's a, a special challenge that I've noticed that they don't even realize that stunts their success. Um, and so there was a payment, um, a study by payment sense that showed that 64% of female leaders surveyed said that they encountered a stressful event that practically stopped them from thinking at least one time a day. And I really thought about that. And a lot of times, so these women, they're, they're powerful women, like they have high self-confidence. You don't get to become a successful person or grow your business or be in the public eye actress, whatever it is, without some level of confidence, right? You have to have a level of confidence. So they're above average when it comes to confidence. Um, However, there's something that I've uh, trademarked, coined in my business, I call it the second of doubt syndrome. (laughs) That is the thing that is really plaguing uh, women, men too, but, you know, working with women, I see it plague them. Like the average woman, like I said, can doubt back and forth, back and forth, but the high performers, women, we don't do that, right? But yet we can still have that moment of doubt, that second of doubt that can literally like derail the whole course of your career or a next investment or whatever that next thing is that you're going for. Um, The second of doubt has a huge, huge cost. It costs you opportunities, missed opportunities, And the problem is most women don't even see them. And so one of the things that I do with my elite mindset training is to have them crush that second of doubt, conquer that second of doubt and be able to move forward. Um, So for example, uh, one of my clients, Christine, was one of the top vocal coaches in in Orange County. She, when, when this pandemic hit, what do you do when you have a brick and mortar business that's not essential? You have to close everything. And she was panicking. And so while most of the entrepreneurs, not most, a lot of people just kind of shut down, hunkered down, let me hold on. She's like, hey, Zahara, I need some support. What am I going to do? She hasn't been online. She's never coached online. So I helped her shift her first, her mindset to see how she can do it. And then I look at a woman's value and I help them translate that value and raise that value first in themselves and in the eyes of others, whoever that needs to be raised so that they can do it. So she was able to do many, many times her revenue of her brick and mortar business because of this and came back stronger. Now she said, you know what? She let go of the brick and mortar business and is only doing it online. Now she's on a yacht, like sailing or doing something, working virtually instead. So it's like, there's those seconds of doubt for the higher performance of people who are really going for it, that you can just have that little doubt and then not do it. Um, So that's something I feel that is really, really uh, important. Um, One more thing, one more example. So Josephine Baker, in my my, um, tribe, I teach on 
what I call the historic, like legendary women, high value women in history who have really, who really stood out. And Josephine Baker is one of my, I call her sister from another mister. And so she was amazing. So anyone who knows anything about her, she was one of the most, like the highest paid performers in the world. But she started on the streets of St. Louis as a very, very poor African-American eight years old, working for a rich family's mistreated maid, dancing on the street um, and performing her craft. Then what did she do? She graduated to going to New York. Who doesn't go to, everybody goes to New York or LA, right? So these are the 1920s. She goes to New York. She gets seen in a review um, and she starts to become very popular there. Someone approaches her and impresario approaches her and said, hey, jazz is all the rage in Paris and in France. We need some girls to come over. So think about this. It's 1920s, 1924 probably. And you're a single African-American woman or a woman, period. And someone comes over and says, come to a country where you don't speak the language. You don't know anyone. You got to get on a ship and cross the Atlantic. Other people that were had that same opportunity didn't take that opportunity. She said, I remember her saying she had a second of doubt. She was afraid, terrified, but she knew that was the thing. So she conquered that second of doubt, got on the ship, went over there, escaped uh, the segregation and racism here, became one of the highest paid entertainers in the world. I mean, it's fabulous. So I'm sharing that because literally high performing women, sometimes that one little thing, that, that one deal, or you didn't call that person, that little doubt and you didn't do that thing, and you've lost out, you have no idea the cost of it. It's so important, you know, to, uh, first of all, the Josephine Baker story is amazing because she also became an agent of some sort, right? Um, yeah, she was, so- yeah, she was a secret agent, a spy, yeah, for the <laughs> allies, because, oh yes, yeah, she was a spy for the allies because she could go anywhere, she was so famous, right? And no one suspected her, so she hid messages in her bra and her underwear. And in her sheet music too. <laughs> Isn't that um, it's like, uh, okay? So let's say you're a spy and you have a second of doubt. That costs everything, like literally your life, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so that's incredible. It's an incredible story and super inspirational. The whole thing about second of doubt, that second of doubt, that moment where you go, hmm. And you've just got to practice getting over it, right? And that's part of what you do is you teach, you teach women how to, how to recognize it, first of all, because most people will have that feeling and just eh, shrug it off, get through it, or back away, you know? And, and it's like, that's a, it's what I would call a trigger, and you've got to recognize, well, what's the trigger and what's happening in your body and what's that telling your subconscious or vice versa? What's happening that your subconscious is doing that and your body's responding that way? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, okay. So, so many lessons here. This is awesome. So I'm so glad you're here. Look, there, there are so many things that the high performers, high performing women could know, should know, what's like a key thing or maybe the thing that a high-performing woman, that any high-performing woman could like just take to heart? Yeah. So um, thank you for this question. I 
I tell you, one of the things I think that's really sad is to see people really go for quote unquote success and they and they get very myopic, like, okay, I have this great bank account. Then they look around, they might not be healthy, they might not have great relationships, they're not being who they truly were meant to be, all of these things. So um, which is why I, you know, one one thing we do is like the elite mindset mentoring and then lifestyle success mentor. That's why I'm the lifestyle success mentor because at the high value woman, we look at things holistically, success in every area of your life, right? So that's, you want to have those happy, healthy, rich, holistic life and relationships. Like what's the point of having the wealth? And what's the point of having all of that if you aren't happy and you aren't healthy, right? So that's one of the things I wish more women would really uh, look at, could really look at. And that's one of the things when they come to me, there's like, oh my gosh, like there's certain spaces in their home I help them create. There's a side of them that I help them nurture and bring out that also then makes their businesses grow, makes them make more money, makes them happier. They attract great relationships, you know, and they set these higher standards. There's just places, you know, I wish they would look outside of the business and look at the life holistically for like lifestyle success. That's what I'm all about. That's awesome. That's awesome. There's brand new study brand like as in it just came out as of the morning of this recording. Um, and it, and it talks about, it turns out money and happiness are joined, but you know, it's like people say money can't buy happiness. What money buys is a sense of control in your life. It buys freedom. It buys options. And, and right. And so what you do with people is with women is to help them to balance where else do they have control? Where else do they need control? Where else have they felt out of control that they can really bring back online for themselves? You know, that's yeah. love that. I love that. That's so, it's so important. Well, you're, I mean, <laughs> you're kind of on fire, right? Your business is growing. You're, you're doing the thing. So, um, so what's super exciting for you right now? Gosh, right now. So earlier as I was talking about <clears throat> women having that community Uh, so one of the things that I am working on right now, and I'm super excited about is my legendary woman society and it, I'm all about full immersion. So like Josephine Baker, full immersion, myself in the, in, in Europe, full immersion, myself in Stockholm, full immersion, like every, like when you fully immerse yourself in a high value environment and which is what I've created for, for we, for women, you flourish. One of the things we're doing in there, it's a full immersion it provides a high value environment, but it's th- to create a thriving lifestyle. So relationships, your first, your mindset, your sense of self, your you know higher self connecting to that, then supportive community of women who are also you know going for it and that that cheer you on, that are with you. It's uh, cultivating that 360 degrees of personal and professional growth. You know, with masterminding, book reading, we have all of this in this society, um, and we're launching soon. And I'm, you know, actually accepting them because it's by application and conversation with me only. So I'm really curating this amazing uh, society of women. I, I have to say, my my first response to this is like my body is vibrating about this. It's like that is so exciting. That is so right, and you're so you are the right person to be doing this. And, and so I hadn't heard that from you until 
just now. Now I like, surprised you. Yes. I'm like, ah, oh, that is so good. Legendary Women's Society. The Legendary Woman. Yeah, the Legendary Woman Society. Um, and the, the fun part about it is that everyone who knows me in my tribe, I'm a nerd. I love to research legendary women. And so each month we're going to be focusing on a legendary woman and I'm bringing all of the wisdom, the ancient wisdom, hidden wisdom that women have lost today, bringing it to the women in this society. So they're going to get mentoring on that and apply it to their business, their relationships, their love life, and their like the internal emotional life and well-being. And, and in doing that, you grow new, a new generation of legendary women. I love that concept. I love everything about that concept. That's awesome. And, and Zahara, you're absolutely the right person to do it. That's thank you. That is so good. It's just, it just is. That's awesome. Um, all right. So what didn't I ask you? What are you hoping we covered? Um, how can people get in touch with you? All that wrapped together. Like what, what else should our listeners know about your journey? What are the lessons from it? Um, you know, all that, what's, what else should we be talking about? Well, I think the most important thing is like giving people a place to start. Cause a lot of times you listen to a podcast and there's a lot of good nuggets and it's like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I always, I love rewarding action takers. I love people who um, are willing to want to grow. So I actually have a special gift for them. So first of all, I'm on Instagram at the high value woman. Um, and they can also, if someone wants to reach out to me by email, they can write our team at connect at the high value woman.com. And, um, I have this gift for them. So here's the gift it's, and I think men should get, get the gift too, <laughs> but it's a mega checklist of 96 invisible signs of low value. So it's, there's signs, things that you're doing, speaking or thinking that sabotage your business, your relationships, your personal sense of self, your self-worth. Um, and I have this mega list of 96 of them. And I'm guaranteed that each of us are doing some every day, including myself, which is why I like to have the list to make sure you're consistently valuing yourself, raising your value in your own eyes and the eyes of others. So that they can find that at www.thehighvaluewoman.com. So that's thehighvaluewomanlive.com. So they can get it there, download it. And then every week I also have philosophy of a high value woman. It goes out every Saturday where there's um, a command, like a mantra command for the week and also a lesson, usually from a great woman's life or from my escapades around the world. <laughs> but it's always entertaining. So the audio cut out for like half a second right at the point of the high value woman. And is it the high value woman live.com? Yes. The high value woman live.com. And that's yes. different than the high value woman.com. Yeah, the high value woman.com is our website. Yeah. The high okay. value woman live.com is where they can get, you know, they can get on our on our on our list. They can get that uh, mega checklist of 96 invisible signs of low value, and they can get weekly uh, philosophy and lesson from me. All completely okay. complimentary, of course. <laughs> of course, that's awesome. Mega checklist. I'm writing it down. Um, awesome. 96 signs of low value. Invisible. <laughs> invisible signs. Yikes, but they show up so that you notice them so that you can do something about them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's where you start. You start, where am I showing up 
in a way that I should, you know, I don't want to show up. How can I be of higher value? How can I be my higher self? And so you want to eliminate those things, you know. You're amazing. Thank you. Yay. I'm so glad that you, that you joined us here, that you're on this show. And uh, I really do want people to reach out to you. Uh, Right. So Zahara Joy can be found at thehighvaluewoman.com and can be, you can get your mega checklist. This is the place to start, right? Thehighvaluewomanlive.com. That's awesome. Um, And Instagram, right? The High Value Woman. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Zahara Joy, thank you. Zahara Z, thanks for joining me here. So glad to have you. And Wayne, thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And uh, gosh, I, I love talking to you. We could just we could do this for hours. <laughs> we probably could. We probably could. All right. Well, you've been listening to One Sharp Sword. One Sharp Sword. Cutting through to what matters most. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to One Sharp Sword. Cutting through to what matters most without Fluxer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. For more information, please go to onesharpsword.com.